welcome back to Eat Me in St. Louis. I laugh at that every time, and I really shouldn't, but this is the new Lou food review. Today we're going to be talking about a new restaurant, as we usually do, uh, but we're talking about Indo on Tower Grove. Indo was created by Chef Nick Bogner, and he he has a Thai upbringing and got some formal Japanese training, but he made his do here in Baldwin, Missouri at a restaurant called Nippon Tei uh, that has been around for like 20 years, but when he came in, he brought it up a notch, apparently. I haven't been there myself, but in just a few years after he had started there as a chef, he earned himself a James Beard Award semi-finalist and uh, was awarded the Rising Star Chef of the Year. So that's why I recommended Indo, is because I had heard of Chef Nick. So I I like had to try this place. I, I really wanted to try his existing restaurant, Nippon Tei. But I, when I heard he was opening Endo in my neighborhood, um, I got super excited. I was like, okay, this is my chance to like try his food. Yeah, this is a big deal. James Beard Award, uh, that's the, kind of the highest level you can get in chefing. Uh, we, this was also, by the way, recommended to us by a listener. So shout out to her. Riley Shannon. I'm glad that we're trying a listener recommended place. I, I, you know, we've been kind of coming up with these ideas on our own and uh, just trying to find like places that we found interesting or places that we saw were opening up or honestly places that Hannah found and sent to us. So we really appreciate the recommendation. We hope our listeners keep sending in ideas. Absolutely. And we've also done eight or so restaurants at this point and we're We're running out. St. Louis has like 10 and we're almost we've already done Popeyes we're about to get to McDonald's like it's yeah but we haven't done a like legit fine dining place we've done a lot of unique in the fast casual kind of range done a little bit of bar food and things like that but this is our first chance to go to a place and uh, get all fancied up so I've got to ask are you a fine dining guy I mean, I like good food, but I... <laughs> wow. Thank I, you for that insightful information. I like good food. <laughs> but it's not something that I um, need all the time, of course. Uh, you know, I like to get dressed up, go out. Uh, when I'm in another city, you know, if I'm going out of town, I will definitely look for the places that are the, like, five-star fantastic places. Uh, and But in town, I'm like, once every couple of months, maybe. So I I wanted to ask because you've you've brought up a few ideas around you know what seem like fine dining establishments and I I kind of think you're a little fancy like I I think you're a fancy guy of fancier than you want to let on well okay so I think this started when there's a restaurant called Bull Rush that we haven't been to yet. <laughs> And I was fascinated by it because I, before the restaurant started, I had learned a little bit about the chef. I had, uh, I, I was aware of a book that he put out and thought it was interesting that when he uh, cooks, he cooks local on a way that's like he forages the area and he makes food from the flora and fauna of the area that he's in. Um, and so he started this restaurant. And not only that, but the, the kitchen is dead center in the middle of the restaurant and i think that is definitely going to create a unique dining experience because as he prepares the food he talks to the people around him about what he's making and that's interesting so just to bring us back to earth here today we are reviewing indo not bull rush (laughs) you asked me (laughs) all right so indo 
also uh, gives you a chance to talk to the chef. They have a omakase counter, which is Japanese for I'll leave it up to you. And that gives you a chance to go in and uh, sit at a counter. I think they're like six to eight seats and just let them prepare whatever's on their mind and have a conversation with them. And they can maybe make whatever it is that they think that you will like. And like our Balkan Treat Box episode, let's just put a disclaimer up front that we're going to butcher a lot of the names that we try to pronounce in this episode. Probably. Uh, apologies to Chef Nick Bognar. <laughs> so uh, Indo actually took over a place called um, Good Fortune, uh, which was opened by Corey Smale um, of Strange Donuts background that was a bit of an upscale chinese restaurant and um that unfortunately closed it was it was also really good and then they turned that space into endo so before we start talking about our experience let's hear what some yelp people have to say yelp carrie t from troy illinois said I love the chill, slightly vacation-y tropical vibe. Our server was incredibly knowledgeable about every menu item, and he impressed us with all that he knew. My favorite item we tried was the hamachi. It was a fresh flavor explosion, and I was beyond impressed and wanted more. Mike M. kept it short and sweet and said, This is, without question, the best meal I've had in St. Louis. I had heard a few recommendations like that, which also made me intrigued to try this place. Uh, Tom C. from St. Louis, Missouri said, I personally spent around $75 for dinner and left with a raging appetite. I actually stopped for something to eat on the way home, so I would say that if you come to Indo, come for the experience, come to try new things, come to be impressed by how beautifully food can be prepared and presented, but don't come hungry. It's not that kind of place. So maybe this would pair well with our Popeye's chicken sandwich episode yes. because you could get both in one night. <laughs> the perfect meal. The Popeye's sandwich, the amuse-bouche for Indo. And Sean B. also mentioned the price. So he said $70 included two lunch entrees, an appetizer. He thought the way the ordering and the paying was a little strange. And he said upscale and fast casual. You heard it here first. So he's not considering Indo fine dining. Yeah. So he went for lunch and I went for dinner. Did you also go for dinner? Yeah, we went for dinner. Okay, so I'm curious about that because I, I guess they have a different menu and uh, system going on there during the lunch hours and maybe he was a little tripped up by that and the price for lunch. I mean, yeah, but the the lunch menu does reflect a, a lunch menu pricing too. I, it, is it still nice? Yeah, is it still upscale? Sure, but it's, you know, it, it is more approachable than the dinner menu. Alright, let's talk about what we thought of it. Screw these Yelpers. <laughs> uh, what what did you think? So I I wouldn't really consider myself a fine dining guy, which probably doesn't surprise you whatsoever since the five-star reviews I've given are in the back of a bar and a late-night pizza window. So um, You were too good for Twisted Ranch, though, so we'll, <laughs> we'll give you that. Um, I mean... Hannah got me on the hype train for this place. Mm -hmm. So, um, is, Han is Hannah, uh, your wife, that was a comma, your wife. I know Hannah is your wife. <laughs> is, Hannah is, your wife? <laughs> is she a fine dining person? 
I think I think she's like you and that she is more of a fine dining person than, than you. Then she will let on. Oh, you know, okay. she will she will say, you know, I like it sometimes. But yeah. I, I think if she had the choice, if we went to another city, she would want to try fine dining where I like the little hidden gem hole in the wall kind of places. I, I One question, I guess, to answer that is if you had an unlimited budget, how often would you be going to a fine dining place? I mean, probably still not that often. I, I, I'm a man of simple taste. You know, my favorite beer is Bush Light. That has nothing to do with the price. I just, I just like that. I'm a simple man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm simple man, simple tastes. Um, so I started a food podcast. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I guess what does the world mean when it talks about fine dining? Is, is there a line? Is there like a certain, a, a certain thing that delineates something that's fine dining from something that isn't? I think. There are certain expectations. You're going to have a waiter that gives you like full service. And, you know, there, there are gray areas there, of course. But when I go to a, a restaurant and I'm, I'm paying a premium price, I want the waiter to know uh, everything about the food and everything about the wines. And I, I say this as somebody who has worked in restaurants, uh, you know. You worked at Baskin Robbins. I, <laughs> I do everything about their wines. <laughs> I did work at a mid-scale restaurant that people would go to on dates, and I uh, i mean, I wasn't the best waiter, honestly, but I, I did not know all the wines and stuff. But to get it back to Indo, our waiter just sounded like he had tried everything, knew all of the most popular foods, knew what was in them, knew how they were prepared. Uh, his name was Riley S., by the way. I want to give him a shout-out. Um and walked us through it, knew that we might be uncomfortable because we hadn't been there before, but, you know, didn't force us to be handheld and didn't push things on us. So while I totally appreciate your, you know, rundown of what you consider fine dining, mm-hmm. I want to know if there's an actual thing that, like, makes something a fine dining experience. So I would like to call upon the Francie Fact Check. So, fine dining. What's it all about? The term conjures a vision of fancy table settings complete with porcelain dishes, crystal goblets, polished silver, and fine napery, otherwise known as table linens, if that term is not familiar to you. It's a teachable moment. But even if all those things are present, it's not fine dining if you're serving yourself from a buffet or the menu is tacos and fish sticks. Fine dining generally encompasses the total experience of high-quality food and service in an attractive space with nice lighting, art, perhaps even subtle mood music, all of which creates a fine atmosphere and comes with a high-quality price. Really, though, all types of cuisine can be offered in a fine dining setting. And here's a pro tip. You know you're engaging in fine dining when French fries are called frites on the menu. Bon appetit. I, I, I wish I had been able to say more about it because I wanted to talk about the, uh, the actual food and I only talked about the service. Um, <laughs> I thought you were saying like that's what you thought made something a fine dining establishment. No. Like if Dairy Queen would know everything about everything on the menu, then you know, you're bumping that up to a five-star experience. You know, I, I, it turns out you convinced me. I think you're right. I, if Dairy Queen knew everything about it, then I'd be good. But uh, yeah, thank you, Francie, for that amazing factual information. So um, I, I, I think it's really interesting that 
you talked so much about your server because our server really did leave it up to us. He, you know, recommended we try three to four dishes. He said, you know, this is kind of what me and my girlfriend do when we come in here. That's literally what he told us. So while it didn't really feel like if he had that expertise, he was trying to share that with us. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because maybe it was because we were more receptive to it because I, I was curious about what he liked and what the, the people liked. So I did ask. So when you went, did they curate how they brought out your food? They did. That's uh, part of the experience, I guess. I read somewhere that they urge you to order a variety of plates, as your waiter did, and uh, to share them and to allow the staff to course the meal. And I did really like that because, like, you know, most uh, most most restaurants have kind of a system where it's just like appetizer, salad, meal, and dessert. And this place, uh, the, on the menu, they separate them between... Hot plates, cold plates, and shareables. Thank you. And so that that's a little bit different. And since they're all uh, basically small plates that can be shared, um, you might not know what would pair well and, and lead to another one. So we talked to the waiter about it, and he you know expressed how some are, are brighter and should be brought out first, and uh, you know some are heavier and should be brought out later, and, and they, they prepare that as they want to. And we just let them do it. And when I say that our waiter recommended we do um, four, uh, three to four small uh, plates, he meant the small plates. The shareable plates are oh, you yeah. know, between 50 and $90, I believe. And so that if you're ordering three to four of those, that's a very different experience. But I also think those are larger entree size that you would maybe get one or two. Uh, so what did you get? We went for it we got about uh five dishes plus dessert so um we started off with the uh tom young pork skins and that is uh pork grinds uh if i can be so crass but uh (laughs) how could you (laughs) wait i i I do want to ask did you get the same experience where they brought them out as they saw fit uh, so they brought those out at the beginning of the meal, but they also told us this is a great palate cleanser when you're switching from one dish to another. As they brought that out? Uh, at at the very beginning, yeah. Interesting. So they, they kind of told us... Like, they assumed you went to Popeye's first. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Did you tell them that you went to Popeye's first? <laughs> no, they, they just... Uh, they brought up a really good point that like... Um, it can be kind of stark when you're switching from some of the hot dishes to some of the cold dishes. So mm-hmm. this is kind of the middle ground, if you will, to help you bridge that gap. Okay. So um, those have Tom Young powder, and uh, a, they come with a chive aioli. And what we kind of discovered on our own is mixing this like more of a yogurt-based dip with the chive aioli. And this like hotter, spicier dip. Mm-hmm. If you mix those two together, it was a really great experience. And um, did this come with it, or did you get that from another plate? Those dips came with it. Okay. So from the hot dishes, we got the uh, shrimp toast, and the shrimp toast is shrimp and cellophane noodle croquettes, and then uh, loafers potato bread, and yeah, they deep fried that. We got that too. And uh, loafers that you mentioned is a restaurant that's right across the street from them. Uh, that specializes in bread. I thought those were really, really good. 
when I went into a fine dining experience, I wanted something that I could take a bite of and be like, I have never had something like that before. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a unique experience that I feel like I can only find here. And to me, that shrimp toast, that was it. Like, that, when I bit into that, I was like, I've not had something like this before. Yeah, it is a unique flavor and texture. The noodles and the shrimp, it's, it's basically kind of, I think, wrapped in potato bread and with shrimp and the cellophane noodles inside of it and then fried. So it's just delightfully crunchy and, and the shrimpy and delicious. And then it's got, I, I think it's got a sriracha on top or something like that that's a little bit spicy. Yeah. And um, then we also got the lamb ribs from the hot tastings. Mm. They brought those out last. Uh, those are actually fried with a uh, palm sugar glaze. Um, and they come with a little herb salad and candied peanuts on top. Such a deep flavor on those. They were they were really good. They were a little on the fatty side, which uh, my, my wife loved. And I'm more of a lean meat kind of guy. So mm-hmm. um, the, the flavor of them really came through. It was great. Um, but... As far as a meat goes, lamb can be a little fattier. Yeah. So it's yeah. better that way. Your wife is right. <laughs> so then we moved to the cool tastings. We got the larb, which is a spicy lamb tartare. Mm. Uh, that comes with fried shallots, uh, candied pine nuts, and uh, rice crackers. That they actually encourage you to dip into the tartare and use as like a vessel for it. That sounds good. It 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 was most of the time. There were some bites that they had uh, basil in there, and the basil was very fresh. And in some bites of that nice, light, beautiful lamb tartare, all you got was a big mouthful of basil. And so that could be disappointing at times. Um, And then we also got the uh, sake sashimi, uh, and that's panju moya, uh, ikara nikiri kazami. Oh, that's my favorite kazami. (laughs) <laughs> wasabi and togarashi um basically it who, was a, who was the hot dog eating champion from 2001 <laughs> to 2006 uh that was togarashi's uh cousin kobayashi oh right uh so basically it was this wonderfully like fatty tuna like fish in a mixture of like cream and oil it was so good. It like melted in your mouth. It was so good. Was was that possibly uh, coconut and chili oil? Possibly. Okay, because I <laughs> I started my meal with the uh, Isan Hamachi, and that had the coconut nampla and chili oil with shallots, Thai kosho, and candy garlic on top, and I fell in love. Like it's basically a slice of fish that is put in this tiny little delicious soup that reminded me it's it's similar to uh the coconut soup from bao that we talked about that i thought was the most incredible thing in the world (laughs) and both angie and i would have our little slices of fish and pour some of the sauce onto it and put make sure that each bite had a little bit of the candied deliciousness on it and then we get down to the end and the, the there's all this sauce left over and both of us just wanted to tip it back. <laughs> I I offered to cause a distraction and let her do it, but uh, we resisted. Um, and that actually is something that I, I have to say, like with the other thing we got, so we got that, we got the shrimp toast after that, which was amazing. By the way, Bogner's uh, take on that dish, the, the shrimp toast was from his family's restaurant. I think it's called Manny Thai uh, that was around in the nineties. But then, 
after that, we got the seafood laksa, which is just a big bowl of, uh, in the middle, it's got crispy salmon, it's got mussels, prawns, and it's a similar kind of curry broth with chili oil, akura, and yeah, on top of the salmon, it's got uh, some caviar on it. And yeah, the, the meal is incredible, but I felt like it needed some rice or something just to soak up some of that broth and, and enjoy it to its fullest. So did you feel a distinction between his fish-forward dishes and the other things that you had? Uh, Fish-forward. Can you define that? So the shrimp toast, I feel like, isn't all about the shrimp. Like, it's a combination of flavors. But some of the fish dishes, like the sashimi that I had, mm-hmm. um, some of the things that you described, I, I feel like they those are all about the fish and just how you treat that. And letting that come across well, I, I was just wondering, did you kind of feel that difference? I see what you're saying. And yeah, the, the hamachi, you know, if it wasn't the freshest fish, it would have been completely different, mm-hmm. you know. And they are known for having both fresh fish and for aging fish up to 30 or 40 years. That's not true. <laughs> I was like thoroughly impressed for a second. I was like, uh, wow. No, I, I, I think it's... Uh, this fish has been passed down for generations. I think they do uh, age fish like a month or two. Um, but the, the point I'm trying to make is that they make sure that it's quality and they spend a lot of time preparing it. And for me, I got a lot out of that from the flavor. And as I think you're saying, like the, the shrimp toast might... I, I don't know if how f- amazing the shrimp was because it was a mixture of a lot of things going on there. And, um, and yeah, I, I can see a difference there, but it was still all good. Yeah. So I've just heard amazing things about the way he handles fish. Like that is kind of what has driven him to the success that he's had is he is a master when it comes to fish. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we had to make sure to get a dish that was really just uh, fish forward for lack of a better term yeah. and um when i tried that sashimi i i could tell i, kn- I knew exactly what they meant I, and it was like he he knows this fish so well that he knows exactly how to dress around it to where you're getting that like amazing bite when when you try it he knows this fish's cousins <laughs> he knows what this fish <laughs> how he dresses in the morning and not to disparage the lamb dishes we had, but you could tell a difference between the lamb ribs and the lamb tartare and the sashimi, because while those were great, it did feel like, you know, I could go to a few other restaurants in St. Louis and get a close approximation to what I had there. But his fish, when I took a bite of that, I was like, I I don't think I could find this anywhere else in St. Louis and maybe not anywhere else (laughs) <laughs> in this country possibly yeah. i have often you know i love st louis and i don't think a lot of people think of it as a food town and i will defend our sushi places our good ones uh to my dying day <laughs> but then every once in a while i go out of town like i recently went to london and <laughs> have you did you know that we know <laughs> And, but I'll I'll go to a bigger city and I'll go to a place that is I've I've heard things about, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be, and that's kind of how I felt going here. It's just excellent quality, and we haven't mentioned this, but they have an entire 
uh, separate menu of sashimi that I, I didn't try, so I'm glad you got some of that. So that actually wasn't even off the sashimi menu. Oh, that really? was the sake sashimi on their Cool Tastings uh, regular dinner menu. But uh, our waiter actually kind of cautioned us away from doing a mix of their small plates and sashimi. He's like, come back sometime just for sashimi. He's like, it's kind of a different experience. We we really recommend, or he recommended at least, doing all sashimi or all small plates. Interesting. Did you say you got a dessert? We did. We, um, like I said, we we went for it. We don't do fine dining a lot. So since we were there and, you know, we were having a good experience, we also got the sweet roti, and that is dolce de leche and an almond crunch. So if if I could compare it to something, it was really like a baklava. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we paired that with their dessert ice wine. We had uh, been close to where that wine was produced in Europe. And so we, we wanted to try it uh, to see if it was similar to something we'd had before. Uh, the wine was good. It was a good pairing with the dessert. But that <laughs> that dessert was incredible. Was it? It, it? it was so good. To me, that was that and the sashimi were like the highlights of my meal. So you compared it to baklava. Was it that same kind of uh, like flakiness? to it yeah but more of a roll to oh, okay. it uh, so same flakiness but instead of layer on layer on layer mm-hmm. it was like uh one uh one kind of big roll almost like a cannoli but like a baklava oh okay yeah. uh, one other thing is that the restaurant is um relatively small but they did a really good job of putting the tables in and the lighting they, there's a little patio in the back when we went in uh it was a sunday i know they've been packed lately uh, so we got in at right when they opened on a Sunday, so it wasn't, and they seated us so that even though it was starting to fill up, we were all spaced out pretty well. I felt like th- this might be weird, but the tables seemed a little bit low, and I don't know if it's because they are or if because all of their waiters are seven feet tall. <laughs> Did you? I noticed that too. Yeah. All, yeah. All of the waiters were like eight feet tall. Yeah. So they do recommend reservations. I know I got reservations and Nick did as well. Um, One thing that I thought was very interesting is they uh, do try to warn people not to bring children on the website. It's my Uh, favorite restaurant ever. (laughs) Um, I think it's a combination of really having nothing on the menu that's kid-friendly. I can't imagine giving a child below the age of like 15, anything that they were serving that they would really be really excited about. They didn't have nuggets and they, well, they also don't have high chairs. <laughs> and they, oh. That was another thing they said is like, Hey, we are happy to accommodate if you give us a heads up, but we don't have high chairs. So if you bring in your kid, we have nowhere to put them and nothing for them to eat. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people will be upset by that, but this is a fine dining place. And I, now I hope, that Francine's fact check was just a place that doesn't allow children. <laughs> but no, it's, it's uh, you know, that that is an aspect of it, I think, that it's a date night place. And it made me think of it because you mentioned the space is kind of small and it's also brick. And um, it gets loud. Like even with just a small group of adults, we went on a Thursday night. It was not like completely filled to capacity by any means. And it was still at times really loud and hard to hear. I can't imagine throwing a toddler in there and anyone else having an enjoyable experience. Not if you're throwing toddlers. <laughs> All right, let's get to our reviews. Um, I'm going to go first because I can't take it anymore. It's five stars. I loved it. 
Sure, it's a little bit pricey. The Yelp reviews gave it some knocks for that. But for my experience, I didn't leave hungry. We only got three things, and I I thought it was fantastic. I left uh, not grossly full, but perfectly full. And uh, the week after it, I've been thinking about the meal the entire time. And on top of that, I can't wait to go back and try the chef's counter. I've actually never done that in my life. I've always wanted to go to a sushi counter and just let the chef do their thing. Um, ever since I was a little boy, <laughs> but I just haven't got weird around. dreams as a child, <laughs> but for some, one reason or not, like I just haven't gotten around to it. It hasn't been the right time for it. And uh, this is the kind of place that I'm just like, yes, give me whatever you want. So I, I've always said that I will never knock a place for the price. It, you know, just it being expensive. If it's not worth the price, that's another thing to me, especially if they put it online. I mean, you know what you're going to spend before you go in there. You yeah. can look at their menu. You can look at the prices. It's the value. It's not the price. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why, um, you know, I do, I do disagree with those Yelp reviews a little bit um, that just say, like, you know, I paid $70. And it's like, well, yeah, you can also look on the website and yeah, the, know that going in. The one I read was like, well, if you go there for the experience and the beautiful food and the blah, 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 and the blah, 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 I guess it's fantastic. But <laughs> And that is why you go to fine dining places. I mean, I, I feel like you also don't go to get, like, unreasonably full and walk away being like, oh, man, that was as good as any country kitchen buffet I've ever been to. Yeah, On a date night, I don't want to leave with my hand on my belly and just <laughs> not even make it to the car. So I, I think it's really interesting that you said you've been thinking about that meal all week mm-hmm. because when I left, my immediate impression was there was really nothing there that blew me away. Um, I, I thought that the sashimi was good. I thought that the dessert was my favorite part. This is shocking to me i feel like i just listened to you talk about how amazing this food was and i did because i've been thinking about it ever since we oh, left okay you so just... <laughs> and but that's what i mean is I, I think you you do get like i wonder if some of these yelp reviews were written like in the car on the way home mm-hmm. because you do get a little sticker shock and you do start wondering you know is what i paid really worth it for what i've just eaten but the shrimp toast like i said was something i've, I've never really had something like that in my life between the taste and the texture. It was, it was just really unique. The way he treated that fish in the sashimi was so memorable. Like I, I vividly remember picking it up with the chopsticks that the taste, uh, that was like light, um, but had the perfect amount of like acid and, um, the, the fish just, it melted in your mouth. And that's like the sign of quality fish. Uh, uh, Except for the bites of basil, like the the lamb tartare was really great. And uh, the flavor on the ribs was really nice. And, you know, if I liked a fattier meat, I think I would have been all about it. So all of that being said, um, I'm going to give it four stars. And I I give it four stars because um, I feel like there were just very small things that were lacking in my experience. Um, I feel like I could have been... Shouldn't have put that basil. <laughs> I, it is... I mean, the basil is one thing. Just well, because... I mean, you you, you got you to gotta bite. You're, you have to accept some responsibility yourself. I got you have multiple a, bites. Did you? Yeah. This, I, it, it wasn't a one-time thing. If it was a one-time thing, I would totally agree with you. And yeah. I would say, you know what? I got one bad bite. Uh, 
it, it, the basil landed on my tongue when I put everything else in there, but that happened a few times with that dish. And especially in something so delicate as like a lamb tartare, I, I feel like, you know, you got to really be careful of the flavors there. But I, I mean, you know, I, I say that it just wasn't something that I feel like I'll go back to a lot. I, would I recommend it? Sure. Yeah, you should absolutely go uh, for a special occasion. Yeah, I I would probably go back, but it's just not something that I feel like if um, I've got, you know, every three months I'm going to do one fine dining experience. I don't know that it would be that um, every time. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't want to go anywhere every single time, but I am looking forward to it greatly. And I, I can't wait to do the chef's counter. Yeah. So, I you know, I, I don't want to leave on... Um, like a negative note because I gave it's, it's four stars. Four stars, I, solid review. Yeah, you did lead, lead me on a roller coaster there because I thought you were going to give it a terrible review, <laughs> uh, and then I thought you were going to. I thought we were going to get our first double five. Uh, Still looking for that elusive double five. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, Indo, it it definitely he, he he deserves all the credit that he's gotten as a chef. It, it did not let me down. I think it's also saying something that I went in with sky high expectations mm-hmm. and you know, I, w- I wasn't let down by the food, I w- I, which I'm a little surprised by. I'm not a fine dining guy. I said that up, uh, up at the beginning, it was going to take a lot to impress me. And I feel like for the most part, it absolutely did. So I would recommend Indo if you're looking for a nice dinner and whether you're a fine dining guy or not. I'm not totally sure about this, but I think if you go by our reviews, if you want a 4.5 star experience, you have only two options, Indo and Party Bear Pizza and Tiny Chef. <laughs> you know what? I would agree with that. Yeah. Like, um, for very different reasons, I just feel like what your favorite phrase, Nick, what they're trying to do, uh-huh. they're doing it very well. Yeah. Uh, that was a great restaurant, and you guys should check them out. If you have any comments if you think we're wrong please let us know on social media we're at instagram and twitter and you can leave us a rating in the podcast app and if you want to recommend where we go next this was a listener recommendation so uh, we are listening to the good and the bad unfortunately and we look forward to hearing from you on what you want to hear from us but we're not going to listen to you next week because next week we're going to mike's hot dogs (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone. And tell Mitch I said hi. Bye.